This is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote with Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Let's get into it. Welcome back. This is the second episode, and today we're going to be talking about diet and how it can help you with the negative symptoms that you might be experiencing in perimenopause. So most women spend four to eight years here on average, and sometimes it can be more, up to 12 years. And perimenopause can start as early as 35, but the average age is 45. So let's acknowledge the changes that you're going through and address the simple things that you can do to ease those crazy symptoms. As our hormones and metabolism change, we experience symptoms that we may never have had before. So focus on a healthy balance of foods to help with issues like mild depression, mood swings, anxiety, hot flashes and night sweats, and digestion issues like constipation, bloating, and weight gain. And honestly, the first and easiest thing that you can do is shift your diet. So I don't recommend a specific diet necessarily, but... Following the Mediterranean diet approach seems to be ideal for most of these perimenopause symptoms. So be sure to consume healthy fats like those found in olives and nuts, seeds, avocados, and olive oil. And these are so necessary for healthy skin, hair, and nails, and they're going to support your hormones. And then, of course, eat plenty of vegetables, green leafy vegetables like kale, collard greens and spinach, and be sure to include cruciferous vegetables like cauliflower and broccoli for digestion. You've probably heard the term eat the rainbow, and it's so true, too, because each vegetable has its own magical properties. And I know it's easy to get into a rut eating the same thing each day or week, but try to switch up your vegetables throughout the week so that you can get the benefit of all the vitamins and the minerals that they have to offer. And then next is fruits, and I know fruit is getting a bad rap because of sugar, but that's crazy. Berries have so many antioxidants, and raspberries especially are full of fiber, and citrus fruits are loaded with vitamin C, and we need all these vitamins and minerals for our bone health and for overall health in general. Um, Bananas are a great source of potassium. It's kind of hard to get potassium in your diet if you've ever um, followed, like, if you've ever looked in your my fitness pal, you might see that you're always low in potassium. It's kind of hard to get it in your diet, but when you focus on foods like avocados, bananas, and spinach, it's a little bit easier to get that in. So don't eliminate fruit because you've heard that it makes you gain weight. Your body needs all the nutrients that it can get. And I can't stress enough the importance of protein at each meal when you're in perimenopause. Lean protein from fish, poultry, eggs, and beef. Incorporate calcium-rich foods like milk and cheeses for your bone health. And Greek yogurt is great because it has natural probiotics. So try to get as much protein as you can at each meal and try not to eliminate a meal so that you are getting the nutrients that your body needs at regular intervals. 
It's also important to note that at this time, when you're in perimenopause, it's not uncommon to develop food intolerances to certain foods that you've always eaten or even foods that are quote unquote good for you. So you may notice that every time you have, let's just take like peppers, for example, um, that you get that you get gassy or bloated. If you feel like you're having these issues, you can take note of how you feel 15 minutes after having a meal. And you can do this by just keeping a food journal. Um, this is easily done using like the notes section in your phone. And this is going to help you pinpoint which foods are problematic for you. This trust me, can be tricky sometimes to figure it out, especially when you are combining multiple foods, like, you know, obviously in a meal. Um, so there are food sensitivity tests that you can take at home. But if you notice, you know, every time, again, like you have peppers, then try eliminating those foods that you're having a reaction to is because this is causing inflammation and can exaggerate the negative symptoms that you're experiencing or even get worse over time. If you're having symptoms like anxiety or depression, or if you're having sleep issues, you might also want to limit alcohol and caffeine for a period of time. Not all at once. Just notice how your body is reacting to these and really take note of how these might be affecting your mood, your sleep, and overall demeanor. You can easily substitute decaf for regular coffee or maybe just have one cup instead of two. Just kind of note like how you're feeling when you have alcohol and caffeine. Right now, your body and your metabolism is going through a huge shift. So give it the support that it needs. You'll be able to reintroduce these things as time goes on and your body settles into a new rhythm. Be open to the fact that you might have to alter your lifestyle for a little bit. Now is the perfect time to eliminate as many of those ultra-processed foods as possible to avoid things like allergies, headaches, bloating, and weight gain. Things like soft drinks, chips, candy, store-bought ice cream, boxed cake mix, and um, ramen noodles. So you get the idea, those ultra-processed foods. There are some great benefits for using fresh herbs like parsley for bone health, mint to prevent indigestion, and oregano or turmeric for inflammation. You can use ginger for digestive issues and ginseng for energy levels and mood. Also inclu include foods that are rich in zinc and magnesium like oysters, shellfish, broccoli, pecans, and cashews to help with sleep issues and fatigue. And there are a ton of supplements that you can use. I'm just going to give you a couple here. Um, black cohosh for hot flashes and night sweats, maca for stamina, strength, and libido. And like I said, there are a ton of um, foods and supplements and adaptog adaptogenics available to us these days. I'm going to do an episode solely on this topic in the very near future. In the meantime, do a little research on your own symptoms and find what works best for you. A lot of the symptoms of perimenopause can be controlled through diet, but really it's your lifestyle that's going to have the biggest impact on the symptoms that you have. Not everyone experiences these symptoms. They just breeze through perimenopause, and this is what I want for you. By focusing on your diet to get the nutrients that you need, you can improve your symptoms over time and decrease inflammation and digestion issues and get the sleep that your body requires for you to feel your absolute best. 
Next week's show, I will be talking about how to incorporate an exercise program to benefit you, your hormones, and your body. Thrive in midlife by working with your body instead of against it. Thank you so much for listening. Please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. I truly appreciate it. Send this to any women that you know that may benefit from this information or might need to hear this right now. If you would like to work with me one-on-one, I'm accepting new clients currently. Use the link in the show notes to connect with me, and I look forward to talking to you. Until next time, have a great week.